the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Thank you, Roland J., and thank you. Welcome to KSLR's Church of the Week, and this is the program where every week we get to honor and bless what the Lord's doing in San Antonio. The Church of San Antonio is what it's really all about, and we find out that, boy, <laughs> the Lord's up to something in San Antonio. In First Timothy 5.17, it says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. And so that's why we do this program. We do air it twice a week, uh, every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock and Sunday afternoons at 1 o'clock. And this week, it's my honor to have here in our KSR studios the pastors of King's Mission Fellowship, the beautiful husband and wife team of Pastor Rune Brandstrom and Berta Brandstrom. Welcome to well, KSLR's thank you. Church thank you very of the much. Week. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, you've been here before. You were here a couple of years ago, yes. yeah. maybe even four years ago. But how long have y'all been in San Antonio? 17 years. Wow. We moved from Sweden to San Antonio, 1st of, April, 1st of September, 1999. Well, happy anniversary. Yeah. Mm. So because I am from Sweden, I speak very good Swinglish. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. And, and better to how many languages do you speak here now? Well, I speak three languages now. Uh, my mother tongue was Spanish, uh-huh. and I speak English because I was educated in English, and I speak Swedish because I lived in Sweden for many years with my husband. So you had to learn. Sw- I had to learn. It was sink or swim. There was no, <laughs> there was no Spanish in uh, Sweden. No or? Spanish whatsoever. So did you did you live in the south side of uh, of Sweden? Too? Yes, we did. We did <laughs> south of Sweden. It's beautiful okay. and very close to Copenhagen. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the what's the uh, what what are the people like in Sweden? They are like uh, very informal, but very what you call reserved. it reserved. Reserved. Okay. Very reserved. <laughs> and so when you came to San Antonio and people were kissing you on the cheek, just saying hello. Exactly. Were you shocked? <laughs> I know, yeah, in one way, but I know my wife. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she shocked the Swedish people oh, yeah. in our church. Yeah. Because Cause she gave them a holy hug. Oh, and yeah, exactly. gave them a holy hug, and they were like a, like a telephone pole. <laughs> uh, yeah. What is this lady doing? Huh? Exactly. But, you know, they gradually warmed up. Actually, our church, Irina was, had just started pastoring that church, and when I came there, the atmosphere changed because I was being, you know, being, more affectionate and more yeah. friendly with people. And a lot of people get close to her so they could get, get the hug. hug. Nice. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. There's the body yeah. of Christ working there, too. I'll be, I'll, my wife is from Wisconsin, so there's some Swiss people up in, in that mm-hmm. neck oh, of the yeah, woods there, too. So, <laughs> so when this South Texan went up to you know kiss the family for the first time, ho, 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 ho. So I, I understand there, yeah. too. Um, uh, uh, Bertha, if I, I could start with you. Yes. Uh, well, again, you guys didn't meet in Sweden. No, we didn't. Um, I'm going to try and make this short. Our story is, is quite unusual. Um, I um, was living in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's where I became a Christian, and I became a part of a, a fellowship there uh, that started their own Christian school. Mm. And since I'm a certified teacher, I became a teacher at that Christian school. And back in uh, 1986, 
Runa and his first wife, who passed away, she's with the Lord now. Mm-hmm. She was alive at that time. They moved to Ann Arbor with their five children for a sabbatical year. Okay. They were missionaries. So they took a, a sabbatical year there in, yeah. in the fellowship that I was a part of. So Runa uh, enrolled his children in the Christian school, and I became their teacher. Wow. Okay. So I taught them for a year. I taught them English. They speak English because I taught them. And um, after the, the year, when the year was over, the family moved back to their homeland of Sweden. Some months after that, we got an urgent prayer request that the mom was sick. She found out she had a brain tumor. The Lord took her home within seven weeks. Mm. And I grieved because I knew the children. It sure. was one boy and uh, four girls. And, um, but I didn't think I'd ever see them again. Well, some years later, about four years later, 1990, uh, I was at a conference in Baltimore, Maryland, Runa had come with his co-pastor to that same conference. and he Did you know he was going to be there? No, we had no idea. We oh. hadn't seen each other in those years. And um, so he recognized me, came up to me, and just greeted me. And we spoke maybe 10 minutes. When he went back to Sweden, the Lord said, write her a letter. Mm. He'd been seeking the Lord for his future and, and for a wife. And uh, so he wrote me a letter. And uh, in four months, I'm making it real short. The Lord made it very clear to both of us that he had plans for us together. And so we were married. He flew to San Antonio. We got married here. My dad walked me down the aisle. And uh, <laughs> we got married. I, he took me to Sweden. I became the mother of those children, finished raising them, and um, became pastor's wife because he just started pastoring a church and um, lived there for 10 years together. I learned the language. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Lord ordained me there as a minister. So I started preaching from the Swedish Bible within two years. And... Um, then after 10 years, the Lord brought us back to my hometown, which is San Antonio. Wow. So that's in a nutshell. Do you, Pastor, do you still have that letter? She Don't has me? it. She has, she has it, yeah. That's neat. That is fantastic. What a life change. What a shell-shocking, culture-shocking oh, experience that must have been it. for oh, you. Oh, yes. Nothing not, was the same. Not even, you know, not just transporting yourself from the United States to Sweden, but then being the mother of five kids and then taking care of this guy. I'm that's, sure he's, right. he's high maintenance, right? Oh, oh yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. If you're just joining us, you're listening to KSR's Church of the Week program here. We're here to honor Pastor Rune Brandstrom, Bertha Brandstrom, mm-hmm. pastors of the King's Mission Fellowship. And if you'd like to learn more about them, they're online at kingsmissionsa.com. They're right here in San Antonio on the south side at 610 Morrison Boulevard. And if you'd like to learn more, again, go to the website kingsmissionsa.com. And there's also an office number on the website. It's 210-922-5366. So where do you start from there? What's happening at the church today? How are y'all doing? We are, what you could say, not the usual local church. We really have a vision for the body of Christ in the whole city. And our heart is not just for our local church, but for, for everyone that lives around our church, but not just around our church, but in the whole, whole city. So we meet together with other pastors and leaders, and we plan what can we do as the church of San Antonio mm. to reach the people here in our, in our city? So that is our main focus as pastors. When it's coming to the main focus for our people, it's their neighbors, the people at their work and their relatives and their own families. But when it's coming to us as pastors, we see ourselves as pastor, not just of, of a local church, but a pastor of San Antonio. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is what we try to live out in our ministry. 
What do you think what's uh, happening in San Antonio now? There's been a lot of change coming from our previous mayor to our current mayor. There's a almost like a fresh breath of air in, yes. in, in the faith community here. Yes. I, I see a lot more church unity happening. That's exactly right. The in Franklin fact, Graham event is coming here oh, next yes. year. In fact, we, we experienced, Stephen, um, in the past couple of weeks, uh, we had various churches that joined together for 10 days of prayer. Mm-hmm. We started on uh, yes. Rosh Hashanah. yes. And it was at San, uh, San Pedro Park, oh. and we had a gathering of people from various churches in the city, and that was the, the entering into the new year, according to the Jewish calendar. Happy New Year. Yes. And, uh, 5777, we, by the way. That's right. We're in the late 70s again. That's not good, yeah. though. It's <laughs> great. It's great, <laughs> okay. actually. 5777. Yeah, right. We like that. And so we had um, we had pastors from many churches. We had uh, Pastor um, Randy Shapiro, who's sure. a Messianic uh, Jew mm-hmm. has congregation and uh, various pastors were led different parts. We had worship. We took communion together. Oh. Uh, we interceded. It was just an amazing. And at at, at sundown, uh, we could just experience how we were entering into the new. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then of course we had prayer. Did someone blow the shofar there? Yes, oh, not, yeah. just, not just one. What? There were like four. What? Four shofars. Yeah. yeah, it was tremendous. And then every night we were in different churches praying. But not only that, in our church on the south side, we had a day retreat yes. of intercession and worship. So for six hours, nonstop six hours from, prayer. From 10 and to 3. And that was something really tremendous because what we experienced was the Holy Spirit in a very strong way was interceding in and through us mm. in a very strong way. Of course, we also had worship, yes. you know, music. We worshiped the Lord. We also had various times where we would share, sit together and share what are we hearing from God, mm-hmm. get direction for our intercession. What, what we experienced was the Lord really creating a bond uh, among us, and because there, every single day we went from 10 a.m. to 3 in the afternoon every day on weekdays, mm-hmm. and every day we had a different mix of people that were coming. It was n- it was not the same people, and uh, it was beautiful to experience the Lord just uh, you know binding our hearts together uh, for the city, and mm-hmm. not only just for the city for the nation. We prayed for the nation. Yeah. So it was a tremendous time. It's very exciting. I, I almost can kind of getting a. Uh, a sense that this is the second chapter of Acts here, you know, yes. like the, like the the, the 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 church just kind of starting off, just starting off all over exactly. again here, you know, a, a sense of revival and 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 I get a sense from you guys that that you're real focused on the home churches, the 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 small community yes. that affects the, the bigger communities. That's that, exactly right. All right, that's exactly right. And you talked about the mayor just a minute ago. Yeah, she attended one of those evening prayer wow. uh, sessions at at a church on the east side. And she was right in there with us. So we're very blessed to have a mayor who mm-hmm. loves the Lord and wants to connect with the body of Christ. Amen. She came and spoke at our, our pastor appreciation event last year. Mm-hmm. I've seen her make speeches in other places, and she kind of works off her script. And She was preaching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at our yeah. event. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow. And she's a good preacher. <laughs> yeah. No, she did. Well, again, we're very excited uh, what the Lord's up to. Um, talk a little bit more about the... the, the um, the ministries that you work with in your community there? Who, who are the ones that come to mind? You know, we, we have, uh, every Tuesday morning, we have pastors and leaders getting together at 9 o'clock for worship in our church. And we have people from the whole city coming together on Tuesday morning. And we have done this leading meeti- leader meeting for 16 years now. Wow. 16. And that has been a tremendous time. 
And the presence of God is so sweet every time we get together. The main thing we do is worship. We mm-hmm. have a wonderful worship leader. He's a pastor. His name is Pastor Ruben Duarte. Ah, Ruben. Uh-huh. And he's the one. He's been leading us for years. Yes. And um, together with uh, uh, Pastor Benny Herrera, who plays saxophone. And, of course, we have vocalists and so forth. But we have such an amazing time of worship together where we're not, we're not, we don't have any titles on us. We mm-hmm. come in as sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters. We worship the Lord for an, at least an hour just in his presence. And then we'll have maybe someone who'll speak, bring something from the word, or we'll minister to one another. Um, and we've been doing this for 16 years, every Tuesday morning. Can I come? Yes. <laughs> Please well, what come. time? From it's 9 to 11, right, every nine. Tuesday morning from 9 to 11. You're, in fact, we'd love to have you, Baron. We'd well, thank love you. to have you. And you could even take a few minutes just to share or whatever's on your heart. And That's if great. someone's listening right now, do they have to be a pastor to come? No, no. we have a lot of intercessors, too. And people in different ministries. Exactly. It's not just your church. No, it's because no. you see, whole... we're kingdom-minded. Thank you. I, I, is that reason why you might be called? King, there, where you go. <laughs> did you come up with that name, Bertha? I came up with that name. How did you get that name? Well, I got that name because, you know, we are a kingdom-minded church. We don't, we don't just focus on trying to build our own little kingdom. We're interested in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. in the city, which includes every born-again believer in the city. Mm. And we want to connect with other pastors and other leaders, other ministries, and so you're right. You don't have to be a pastor. In fact, I would say probably most of the people who come are not actually past, formally pastoring the church. But they're, they're involved in some kind of ministry. And mm-hmm. really we all should be because that is, what, the, that is when we, what we mean about kingdom mentality. Every member is a minister. God mm-hmm. has something for each and every one to do. There's no sitting in the pew. <laughs> it's really hearing God. Mm-hmm. What do you have for me, Lord? Whether it be in the business arena, uh, you know, like you're doing, the media uh, whatever it might be, education, government, uh, whatever the the area is that God leads a person, if they're born again, God has something for them to do to advance the kingdom. Mm, amen. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Pastor, do you have anything? Yeah, I mean, everyone that comes there, their heart is not just in their own ministry. Their heart is to see the kingdom of God be advances mm-hmm. here in San Antonio. So that is the whole focus for most of the people that comes there on Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are right in the heart of the south side of San Antonio. Uh, give me directions to the church, uh, if you will. Well, I mean, when I you, show up on Tuesday morning. Okay. At 9 if, you come, if you come <laughs> for, on 410, you get off Morrison Boulevard. Uh-huh. And then inside Morrison Boulevard, just 300 yards. Inside we, the loop. Uh-huh. Inside mm-hmm. the loop, yeah. Mm-hmm. We are having our church building there. 300 yards from the 410. Another way to do it is go uh, 281 south. Okay. Connect with 410 west. Okay. And the third the third exit is Morrison. Perfect. Just uh, make a right here. then, if you will. Mm-hmm. Make and a right. And just go, uh, go right 300 there. yards there. Church is on the right side. At uh, 610 Morrison Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the web at kingsmissionsa.com. It's our KSR Church of the Week, the King's Mission Fellowship with Pastor Rune and Berta Brandstrom, a great Swiss name, I mean, a Swedish name. Correct. It's yes. very Swedish. Yes, it is. It's my name comes from a Viking time. It does. Yeah, you, you. I don't know if you remember, but uh, the Vikings they put up stones and they t- told the, their stories Story. on this, and this stone was called Rune Stones. So my name Rune comes from the Rune Stones. So he's a rock. Yeah, that's he's a, a rock. <laughs> I happen to know, and I don't know how I know this, but outside of Austin, there's a, a major Swiss. 
I'm not. I'm sorry. Swedish. Swedish. My my wife yes. is Swiss, so I, mm-hmm. I keep going there. Yeah. There's a great Swedish community that was established in Texas outside of Austin. Yeah, great I know. Ch- I read about it. I think in Austin it was called the Swedish Hills. Some yes. in in that area. Yeah, that's And it was right. a lot of Swedes. And really, Swedes was here in the end of 1800 in in San Antonio. And you know what they did? They put up a Swedish paper here in San Antonio. But it was not just for San Antonio. It was for the whole nation, really. And and, uh, so it was a lot of Swedes. And it's a lot of Swedish names here in in, in the States. Jonsson, Andersson, and so on and so on. How about my friend Bjorn up the street? Yeah, 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 Bjorn, but he's Norwegian. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that guy, forget him now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, he's in, and he's from Minnesota too. Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> you know what, Baron? There's a couple of things uh, also that we do in at our church that I'd like to just mention because sure, people might be interested. Every Thursday morning from ten to twelve. Uh, we have a time of just worship and intercession, and that's open to anyone. We get people from different churches who come in, and the main focus is just to be before the Lord, to minister unto Him. And um, so that's every Thursday morning from 10 to 12. The other thing we also have is we host... Um, I don't know if you've heard of Aglow. Well, Aglow Women's Aglow? Yes. For, Except now it's... Not just Aglow? It, now it's called Aglow International because it, it's men are welcome as well. Nice. So they've started a South Side chapter of right. Aglow International, and that's hosted at our church every second Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Every second Tuesday. And okay. that's open to the whole city. And we had a tremendous time this past Tuesday. We had a woman from Pakistan was a speaker. Mm. She was a Jew that was raised as a Muslim. She didn't find out she was a Jew till she was an adult. Wow. That's amazing. Her name is Shaheen. <laughs> and she was converted to Christianity at age 41. Her testimony will just blow you away. I'm already blown away. Yeah. And so we have very, they have very good quality speakers. And sure. so second Tuesday of every month, 7 o'clock at King's Mission, okay. we have the Aglow International. And what else are you doing there? I know, again, I know that my friend Seth with uh, Daily Bread Ministries is a friend of yours. Oh, yes. Yes. He was one of the first leaders that I met 17 years ago. He was in a, uh, he and I was. A pastor summit, a prayer summit. Yeah, it was prayer days, and I met him there. And since then, we have been very close friends. Mm. And he's doing a tremendous ministry. You know, it's one thing that God really has given us in our church. And that is a key to a dynamic local church. And the key mm-hmm. is the 11 command, command that Jesus gave to his church. Let me read about it. And because w- this key is so important for every local church. And Jesus says like this in John 13. He says like this in verse 34. A new commandment. I give to you. Mm-hmm. So this is the 11 commandment. A new commandment I give to you that you love one and another. And that love of one another is the key to a dynamic church life. Mm. And it says like this, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love another. And then comes verse 35. And this is so important. By this, that is the love of one another. By this, all, all, let me say it once more, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one 
and another. Mm. So the signs of a New Testament church is not what we have today. You have church building, you have church programs, and so on and so on, mm-hmm. a lot of meetings. The signs of a New Testament church is love of one another. And we have some tremendous testimony about what that kind of love can do to people. Yes. Can you share one of those stories? Yes, there, I'll Parker? share one. I'll share one. Um, <clears throat> there's a, a, a woman, um, actually, that I had known uh, maybe 30 years ago. I hadn't seen her since then. Uh, but she showed up at our church. And, of course, it took me a while to recognize her when you don't see each other for 30 right. years. But she had gone through some very traumatic things. And uh, one of the things that had happened to her is that um, she was a single mother. She had two children. Her oldest daughter um, was actually abducted and murdered. Mm. It was a brutal murder. And she had just, for years, and this had happened in the 80s, she could not get healed from that grief and from that trauma. It was just, she was just overwhelmed by it. She started having physical illnesses because of it. When she came to our church, I connected with her again. And the the women in our church just embraced her. And mm. because we have various opportunities to come and we have things throughout the week where you can come and worship with others, where you can experience the presence of God, uh, we found that, you know, she started coming to these things because she, because we have such a strong uh, love among our core uh, people in our church, there's a commitment. You see, it's more than just going to church because you want to somehow get something for you just to get by. You go to church, oh, I've got to get my dose so I can make it through the week. Right. No, it's a commitment. It's saying, I want to connect here. I want to allow people to know me. I, I want to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I want to take a risk here of really um, reaching out to folks and letting them in my life. And that's what we've done. We have a good core group of people who live this way. Well, she was able, because we have that base, she was able to come into that. Well, within, I think, maybe a year or maybe even less than a year, we started noticing she started connecting with Jesus in a very personal way. She started um, taking in his word. She started learning how to worship him and spend time in his presence. And most of all, she let people in. Mm. Well, she got to the point where one day she just knew that God had done something. And she came to me and she said, you know, I've had my daughter's ashes because she had her cremated. And I've been saving it. But the Lord has said to me, that time is over. Would you and maybe a few others go with me? I want to go actually to the coast. And I am going to release my daughter. And the thing is that this girl had actually given, the daughter had given her life to the Lord when she was a child. Actually, I led her to the Lord. (laughs) When she was a child, I remembered the day. And and uh, this woman, her mother, remembered that as well. The Lord reminded her, and the Lord said, she's with me. You need to let go. Mm. So we went. A group of us went. She did this release. She danced before the Lord on the beach. From that point, she was completely healed and set free. Hallelujah. That could not have happened had she not experienced the love of God mm-hmm. through the body of Christ. And so this is what Rune is trying to say. That's the key is really people willing to be in committed relationships, not just do I get what I want here? And if I don't, I'm going to leave you and go some, you know, but really to say, I want to commit myself. I want to plant myself Mm. and really enter into committed relationships. And we believe that that's really the key to a dynamic New Testament church life. Well, if you want to find out what's happening on the south side of San Antonio in the church of San Antonio, I highly recommend you check out our friends at King's Mission Fellowship with Pastor Rune and Berta. 
Brandstrom. Mm-hmm. How did, what's the correct uh, Swedish pronunciation of, of, of Brandstrom? Brandstrom. Brandstrom. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need a whole and lot. You know, the name is, if you translate it, the fire. The burning stream. Burning stream. Burning stream. Burning Brandstrom yeah. means burning stream. So you got a big rock in front of a burning Burn stream. stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, what is that? Uh, yeah, it's not earth, wind, and fire, but it's uh, it's all it's all, <laughs> it's, it's all in there, blended it's all, in. Yeah, God, God's a part of it all. There, He's in the middle of all that. Uh, Kingsmissionsa.com is the website. There at six ten Morrison Boulevard. You know, when you're talking about her dancing on the beach, there, it yes. tr- kind of triggered a thought of, of David. We all see the picture of David exactly. dancing there too. I need to throw in this little plug here too, Pastor. You wrote a book on David. Yeah, and the secrets exactly revealed. All right, give me one big secret. What's the one big? Uh, that was the tent of David. 4,000 priests, 24-7, was worshiping God. And that is the key, how David could take the whole promised land for the first time for the kingdom of God. The power of worship. That never happened. Not only that, he, the Solomon, his son, Mm -hmm. inherited what David had done. And Solomon never had one day of war because of the tent of David. And that continue, that continue, worship continue all through the life of, Solomon. of Solomon and other kings after him. And I have a feeling that's why worship is a big part of what's happening at King's Mission Fellowship. You got it. Tuesday mornings, Thursday mornings, yes. every other Tuesday, there's the, the Glow Group. Glow, yes. Sunday mornings. A lot of worship. Guys, God bless you. Thank you for what God you're doing you in San Antonio. Thank you. God be with you. God bless and you. thank you so much for listening to KSLR's Church of the Week. If you uh, miss any part of this great uh, this uh, program here with uh, Pastor Rune and Bertha Brandstrom, uh, you can hear it on the podcast page at kslr.com. You can start at our Church of the Week page, learn more about this great church, this great couple, and what's happening uh, right here in San Antonio. Uh, but we thank you for listening to AM630 KSLR. I'm Baron Wiley, and I say thank you again. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having thank us, you. Baron. God bless you. Thank you for listening to AM630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.